You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are tonight. We are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Oh, look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, song, everybody, to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. I am your special guest host, Troy. Joining me uh, with a bad case of Tourette's, Jason is here. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Troy? Good to have you back, bud. Uh, yeah. been, a, uh, been a long time. Yeah, yeah a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't intend on... Going so part time recently, but um, had to deal with uh, some uh, some personal issues um, and uh, sort of get my my shit together. Got to get it all bundled together in a nice little little backpack and strap it on me, and, and we're all good to go. So um, I am definitely in a much better headspace than I was before. And uh, yeah, for anybody out there, obviously, you know, uh, a lot of our a lot of our fans deal with you know different mental health issues themselves, so so they understand. But um, much lighter, much happier, and uh, doing much better. So, and I'm happy to be here tonight too, uh, even if I have to talk about wrestling. <laughs> well, you don't have to. I, I don't have to do anything. Uh, joining us as well. Sal is here. Welcome, Sal. Welcome back, Troy. Thank you. How you doing tonight, buddy? Hey, you know, uh, loving the dream. So let me let me ask you, gents, uh, before we get into any of your personal stories, um, have either of you watched the Peacemaker series? Yeah. I still have not even watched the new Stranger Things yet. So. Gotcha. Which is a crying shame. <laughs> I'm going to get there. We had this discussion last week. I'm finishing the thing I was binging first. Yeah. Then I will get there. Honestly, for your for your benefits, 
you'll probably get to it about the time that the the second half of the season comes out anyways so yeah that's what um, we're talking about yeah. and the the last two episodes of the season are going to be like two hours each so you'll be right up in there um so i i have two episodes to go on peacemaker and i love it it is just a phenomenal series uh if you're into james gunn it is prime james gunn uh, those who don't know, James Gunn is the guy who made the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Um, he's done, he did a lot of like, uh, uh, trauma movies back in the day and things like, uh, and yeah. Also, John Cena is fantastic on the show. Hmm. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I think that once you guys watch it, did you, either of you guys watch the, the new Suicide Squad with him in it or no? No. Um, I watched parts of it, but I didn't, I didn't sit down and watch the okay. It's a it's a little different from that. Uh, it's he's much more comedic in this, but he does have some drama that he's got to got to bring to it as well. Uh, I'm trying my hardest not to spoil anything, but the cast of characters that they surround him with is great. Um, apparently, he does a a tremendous amount of improv too, and it he just does a fantastic job on that as well. Um, little things like there's a. a there's just a part, and this is completely not spoiler at all, where um, he is talking about, he, he's supposed to list off two different celebrities and the line is just like, why don't you do like Miley Cyrus or something else? And apparently he just went and he's like Optimus Prime, Voltron, things, and he just keep like naming these things off and <laughs> it gets funnier and funnier the longer it goes. And I've I've been listening to there's a companion podcast to it where they do interviews with the cast, and every one of them has said like he's so fucking funny and like it's hard to get through scenes with him because he's so good and that. But um, it also has one of the 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 most interesting intro segments I've ever seen. Uh, the the title uh, title segment more interesting than me yelling theme song. I mean that's just one thing, but. Uh, no, they do an entire dance routine at the start of every episode. Um, and, Fun fact, <clears throat> yep. so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from what I've heard, like, like I said, if you haven't watched it, uh, there's, like I said, that's not a spoiler because it's literally just the fucking title sequence. But um, they, every everyone that's in the cast is like does this whole like fucking big like dance number and like that. But they do it completely straight faced. So they're doing like dance moves, just <laughs> just like not showing any emotion. It is fucking hilarious. It's so so weird, but funny as hell. So if you if you haven't watched that, I I would recommend. If you're a John Cena fan, or even if you're not, I think you'll be one after the end of it because he's so endearing as a character. Um, but yeah. So other than that, uh, finish Peaky Blinders, and uh, that actually was a really good end of the series unlike ozark or killing eve which recently ended as well and i was not very happy with either of the endings of those series so but uh yeah just trying to get through everything and then we've got a shit ton of shows coming back uh soon so obviously stranger things uh coming out july uh umbrella academy is another one that i watched that's coming back this week uh Animal Kingdom as well. So, Tiger King. I, I never seen Tiger King. 
You should. Yeah. It, I mean, you should just for the memes. Yeah, but. probably. Probably. And for the lols. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it is, but yeah. So what's been going on with you, Sal? Well, um, it's finally getting warm out. It's the summer, and I'm actually uh, looking forward to it. For We're, we're getting a pool. Uh, I don't know nice. when it's it should be installed by next week at some point. But uh, yeah, the kids are wicked excited about it, so uh, that should be that should be good. I'm looking forward to sitting out there on the deck with my laptop doing work from my pool deck. Mm, nice. We'll see if the if the Wi-Fi is strong enough. Now, question: Are uh, you going to are you going to cut into one of our shows from the hot tub, like Jason? Did? I might. <laughs> I, I might. Because the precedent has been set, so still one of the best moments in rundown. It really was. <laughs> oh, really? Absolutely was. If you haven't seen that, I think it's on one of the YouTube's. Then go go check out that episode. But other than that, um, I gotta find the episode. <laughs> I am definitely looking forward to part two of season four of Stranger Things. Uh, it's dropping on July first. And I am being forced to watch it as soon as it comes out because my kids want to see what what happens. But they're also making a season five, and I'm looking forward to that. And Is that the last season? No, they're going to do a fifth one. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a fifth season. They said this was the last one. Motherfuckers. They lied, just like the Sopranos. They fucking lied. <laughs> yeah, the, the issue... Um, is I have to we have to try to watch it quickly as well. Um, so we'll we'll probably be watching it next weekend because no matter what something will get spoiled otherwise. Um, yep. I've had I've had this issue where you know you you like pages on Facebook and inevitably somebody like I'll have like a Dragon Ball Z page that I like on Facebook and they'll post some meme from the show and it's just like you assholes. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I specifically, like, unliked the Stranger Things page so that no, that nothing would get spoiled for me. Or, like, the, the Marvel page of, like, it was, like, the two days after uh, Doctor Strange, and they're, like, posting things. And I'm like, you fucking assholes. Like, they're like, well, you should, you, why are you going to this page? It's like, because it's in my fucking feed, dude. Like, ugh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw Doctor Strange the day it came out in my town, and still I had to be off social media for a good 36 hours before that, because mm. something was about to get spoiled from like another, like you know, time zone, <laughs> and it was just like, man, I had to work hard to avoid spoilers. I did it, but it's a shame when you have to work that hard to to make sure that you get to see something for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the nature of TV nowadays, and and I get it. You know, it's it's good that people are excited for things, but they they want to instantly do memes on things or instantly want to you know do things, not realizing that hey, some people have lives and they can't always turn around and watch things immediately as soon as they drop, or they don't have you know certain streaming apps or anything like that either. So yeah, but hey. Um, Jason, got anything going on in your life? Um, I actually saw Doctor Strange yesterday. Oh, nice. Actually, 
Yes. What did you yeah. think? Um, it was okay. <laughs> See, <clears throat> like it wasn't bad. Right. By any this stretch. is the exact same words that came out of my mouth when I when I left the movie theaters. It um, was fine. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, more like Scarlet Bitch. Am I right? <laughs> um, I haven't watched it. <laughs> Oh, okay. But I but I know everything because I got fucking everything spoiled for me. Uh, so, but yeah, <laughs> it just you know what the problem is too. A lot there was a lot of hype surrounding that movie where because there were um, characters that were going to appear from other universes, people kind of got ahead of themselves. And I think the entire like internet community like told themselves this was going to be like the greatest Marvel movie ever. Well. And that's uh, that's sort of on a lot of that stuff, and and it's been going on a lot lately, where uh, people get like an inkling, and there and Marvel does a really good job of making sure that you don't know a lot about it, but then people just fill it in. So like people, right? People got upset over the the new Spider-Man movie because they're like, oh, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, and these people are gonna be in there, and then it's like you don't know any of that shit, and like right. somebody uh, somebody made a meme about. Tom Cruise being Iron Man and in, in Doctor Strange and that floated around and the writer or the writer literally had to come out and be like that didn't that's not a thing no that's not happening stop stop pretending that or stop getting excited about that happening he's not in the movie like that's the problem <laughs> it's like people get people expect that they're gonna have thirty seven thousand fucking cameos and stuff like that and then they get pissed when it doesn't happen but you know what same thing happens in wrestling so. <laughs> Oh, we'll talk about that a bit. But um, the last thing on Marvels, I'm really looking forward to Thor: Love and Thunder, and it, that's one movie that you can't. I mean, I'm sure there there could be spoils, but if you follow the Thor movies, kind of guessing what's already going to happen. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to be looking forward just to seeing it. All right. Anybody else? Yeah, but other than that, we just uh, could start All Stars. First game is Tuesday, so I look forward to that. But otherwise, we're good. That's been a relatively quiet week. Fair enough. Did your kid get any summer homework, like summer reading and shit like that? Yeah. Okay, mine didn't, and I'm like, I would tell him you're not fucking doing that shit. Like throw that, throw that shit in the trash. You're not fucking doing summer homework. He did shout out. He did uh, get honors again this quarter. So every quarter thankful so far. So shout out to the little one. So what new video game did you buy him for getting honors? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. He's going out to dinner with his Nana tomorrow or Thursday. So I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be receiving plenty of uh, reward at that point. So. Right. And now I can't find the goddamn episode where I showed up. <laughs> oh, God knows. <laughs> well, I mean, you know better than us when you were on vacation. Yeah, no, I know what time, generally what time of year it was. I just don't know what year it was. Yeah, that's true. The whole pandemic thing has me. Run down mock draft. I feel like we did that years yeah. ago. But it's only two years ago. Feels like it was a lifetime ago. Pandemic changed things, man. <laughs> It's like the, bl- it was so. like the blip. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, why don't 
You can tell when the episodes are baseball season because I'm not on like most of the ones in like July or August when All Stars are going on. Well, um, before we get into the big news, um, why don't we go ahead and, and quickly say um, that we had learned this week that we lost two referees in the business. Um, Tim White, a longtime referee for WWE, uh, 24 years in WWE, and uh, died at the age of 68. No cause of death was given. And the other one that passed away was Dave Hebner, twin brother of Earl Hebner. And uh, he was 73, also no cause of death given. And, of course, uh, people jumped on the fact that WWE didn't didn't do a, a thing for Dave Hebner. They only did for Tim White. Well, maybe it's because Dave Hebner was part of that class action lawsuit with all the people that claimed that WWE gave them neurological issues. Uh, you know, and also the fact that that might, might do, do it. it you right. know, and also the fact that uh, Dave Hebner flopped so that Aubrey Edwards could preen and run around like a peacock. So. That uh, style of refereeing was made kind of famous by the Hebner brothers, uh, and I hate that style of refereeing. So, but yeah, so two referees uh, passed away this week. And uh, say what you will about Dave Hebner uh, for being a piece of shit, but uh, you know, it's it's always sad to you know when I, when people die. So Tim White though apparently was a, a great dude. So. Um, anything to say about those two guys or? Um, well, anybody who remembers Dave Hebner's biggest I mean, storyline, uh, with Hogan and Andre, you know, that was probably the biggest storyline a referee had ever been involved in to that point. And I thought that, I thought they did it great. Uh, as far as Tim White, you know, Tim White, I've watched him in so many attitude ever, uh, matches. It was a shame what they did to him post Attitude Era because I think it it's something they probably would take back if they could. Oh, they have. They've scrubbed it. But um, but we don't. That yeah. that same that segment <laughs> is now replaced with him inviting. Uh, was it? Was it Josh Matthews? Josh Matthews, I think. Right. It's he's now like inviting him to a party instead of, you know, killing himself. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, yeah, it's shame to hear that. Shame to hear of his passing. Uh, our condolences. Yeah. Was he actually a Hepner, or didn't he? Wasn't he just some dude that got plastic surgery to look like Earl? <laughs> the millions of dollars, brother. Um, I, I guess it's sort of morbid to to point it out now but the the friendly tap things with tim white were fucking hilarious when they were live at first where every week he was trying to find a new way to kill himself and was like fucking yeah. wily e. coyote and the road runners like every week he would try to kill himself and it would backfire and something would happen and he was just like in retrospect now looking back with today's eyes it's like oh it was really in poor taste but uh at the time i remember being entertained by them so yeah Okay, I am going to go ahead and read this, and I'm going to get to the end of it, and then we can go ahead and go off on it, all right? 
Sounds good. So we got a. So did you say go off on it or jerk off? Whatever floats your or whatever spills your cum. Uh, so the Wall Street Journal published a report last week, uh, right after our show went up, claiming that the WWE board of directors is investigating a $3 million settlement that longtime chairman and CEO Vince McMahon paid to a former employee whom he had an affair with. The focus of the board of directors investigation is not only about the woman who was a paralegal. I'm not going to use her name and we are not going to do that either. Where she was hired why not? Other people yeah, have. Well, you know, that's we can get into it later if we want to, but right now let's just let's get through it. Uh, she was hired as a salary of a hundred thousand dollars, but increased to two hundred thousand dollars after she started banging Vince. And the report alleges that McMahon then gave her like a toy to head of talent relations John Laurinaitis. And there is also an unnamed or undetermined number of additional past non-disclosure agreements with former female WWE employees who alleged misconduct by McMahon and Laurinaitis. So the eight members of the board that are not Vince, Stephanie, Triple H, or Nick Khan have retained counsel to run the investigation. And because of that, McMahon stepped down as CEO Stephanie was installed as the interim CEO. John Laurinaitis has been put on an administrative leave, and Bruce Pritchard is now head of uh, talent relations. So, um, man, is the yeah? This one's a oh, you're missing you're missing a very important part of that? this though. After this news broke. Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon decided, God damn, pal, I gotta get back on TV. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, How fucking tone deaf. How fucking unaware oh, no, no, do no, no, you no, have no. to be? No. No, 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 no. I'm gonna stop you right there. He did that shit on purpose. And he knew exactly what he was doing because I guarantee you ratings were super high for that first quarter eh, hour. No, I mean, there was there was higher ratings for the Roman Reigns main events than it was for uh, Vince's appearance at the start of the show. Was it a bump from the previous week's first quarter hour though? I didn't look it up, but that's it's that that, that would be well, hard okay. to determine one way or the other, anyways. So it was it was very timely that WWE announced that you know you know after all of these allegations and after the report of him stepping down that he would appear on SmackDown. And and yes, a lot of that is our fault for thinking he was going to talk about any of this on SmackDown. Um, but it was very arrogant to see him come out there, talk about togetherness and, and kiss the WWE universe's ass all while welcoming us, welcoming us to Friday night SmackDown. It was Vince kind of Vince, motherfucker, right till the end. Now, I am not saying anything about his allegations. 
that we'll have to see what the investigation turns up. But um, this is shocking in the fact that Vince stepped down because he's been involved in scandals previously in the past 30 years. He's never once relinquished control of the company. He didn't relinquish control of shit. Stephanie is. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the other thing. This is this is a PR. Yeah. This isn't really like he's leaving, but John Laurinaitis might be. Well, John Laurinaitis is expendable. He's a scapegoat in this. If you think about it, yeah, they'll they'll scapegoat him out. No word from uh, Mama Cunt about uh, her husband apparently fucking somebody as soon as uh, last year, while she was going through fucking brain surgery. <laughs> so. For selfishness of, of this network, do you think the the twins talk about it on the Pellet podcast? Uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe I haven't listened to them because I, I I I like being in a good mood. So right, <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard yet, but uh, I guess we'll see. So the so the the thing with with this is um, crazy how the Wall Street Journal. Managed to get this scoop, huh? Not any of our wrestling journalists out there or any of our dirt sheet writers that got an investigation that started three months ago? Nothing? That should give everybody paying for those subscriptions knowledge to know that those guys don't know shit. And I saw it that the Wall Street Journal, a reputable news source, puts this article out there and you had people tweeting Dave Meltzer going, is this, is this real? (laughs) Like you're going to try to verify a news story posted by the wall street journal with this fucking idiot. Cause you, you so think that he is like that. He wouldn't have put it out there himself if he didn't know it. Yeah. That should tell you everything. CNN got him in there, but of course CNN is also owned by Warner Media, which owns AEW. So, <laughs> and he did like one sentence, and it, you, they, you could clearly tell they chopped it up because I'm sure the guy just did a lot of, um, uh, you know, there was um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking putts. Anyways, so. Yeah, big surprise. Those Jersey writers are proved yet again to not be yeah. credible. But this is interesting enough that the company feels a need to do an inquiry into this payment. Well, again, what he did is not illegal. It's against company policy. It's well, I was going to say on um. Uh, what do they call it? It's it's morally ambiguous. Yeah, kind of like a morality yeah. clause. It yeah. could be a bad look for the CEO of the right. company. But again, it's a, there's there's no law saying that you can't give somebody three million dollars and and have them sign, sign an NDA. There's, there's not no nobody. He's not facing any like jail time or anything like that from this. It, it, this is strictly a Hebrew company policy because it's clearly stated in their company policy that, Hey, um, don't give a raise to somebody that you're fucking <laughs> or better yet. Just don't fuck somebody that you employ. Um, now the whole thing with 
But also, there's those other allegations that they're looking now, into. Now those um, where there were other yeah. NDAs. Now those you 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 would have to look at as a case by case on like are they all just he was fucking somebody for a little bit and again that's it's consensual if at that point. Um, and then did the same kind of thing where he just paid them off, or is it literally that like he did something bad, like he went and tried to jerk off on their chest like they were a masseuse, and then he like had to give them an NDA or stuff like that? That's something different. Well, see, it's funny you say that. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was gonna say the sh- the most shocking thing about this story is not that a rich CEO of a company is having affairs and paying them off to be silent. That's not mm-hmm. shocking. That shit literally happens with my football team. Yeah. So, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if Jerry Jones is another one who's some, who would do something like that. But it is one another, I don't know, legend, I guess you could call it, of the maniacal, self-absorbed maniac known as Vince McMahon. Especially if, The idea that he's passing her off to Johnny Laurinaitis, like, that's, I guess some people never change. (laughs) Yeah. If you are watching. Jason, what do you think? Okay. Oh, uh, if you're watching us on twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, which you can watch us live every time we go on a show that I'm on. Um. KT says, you know, shit's gone south when people need Smelter to validate a Wall Street Journal article. <laughs> and Astro reminds us that prostitution is usually a misdemeanor. Learned that one this year. Again, he didn't he, he didn't technically pay for sex. He it, it was a it was a quid pro quo, whereas like you know, which is illegal in most states in the business. No, it wasn't even that. I mean, it really wasn't. That because first off you have to quid pro quo implies someone is unwilling. It's not a consensual relationship. It's you're only doing this because I have because I will give you this. If it's a consensual relationship and the, there's money being yeah. exchanged per your work, and you can I mean you have to for it to be quid pro quo, you'd have to say she would have he would have had to have said to her I will give you X amount of money if you keep. But fucking. she did get. She did now, double her pay rate. Pay rate. So she did, but we don't know if that necessarily that it was. We yeah, can't sit here I and guess. make that case without knowing that. Sure. I'm just saying. I, I think it's important that we're we're clear about what's actually yeah. going on here. Just until we know yeah, more details, right. you know. <laughs> and knowing and knowing the way things have gone, more details will come out two hours after we post sure. this fucking show. It's <laughs> like yeah. last week. So, well, and again, they they have facts. to. There's a lot of burden of proof on on this investigation, and that's going to be difficult because, you know, how much. And again, Vince paid out of his own money, the three million dollar settlement and NDA and things like that. He didn't use WWE's money. He didn't use like company money for this. It was it was he used yeah, his own as money. As a CEO, there's a code well, yeah. Of that's conduct. what I'm saying is there. Yes, there's a code of conduct, and that's what they can try to get him on. But also. If they're going to vote him out, he's the, like, head of voting. <laughs> he's got, like, 80% of the votes. They can't, they literally can't vote him out. They can try to force him to sell, but there's just, there's really nothing they can do, honestly. But one thing that is interesting for it happening now in this day and age is that 
the WWE actually has reached that point where they're going to continue on as a global corporation, a very successful one, years after the McMahons are gone. So this is kind of a change of, of you know, the status quo, whereas before nobody could think of the WWE going on without Vince McMahon, and now the corporation is so big that it wouldn't stop even if they if he resigned. Right. It would just keep going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the biggest thing right now is you can look at, uh, you can look at the stock price and you can say, oh, okay, well, they're, they're down 2% over yesterday. Like, but it's been not a like steady decline by any stretch. Like it's, they, they, they have increased a little, they increased one day after this went out kind of thing. So it doesn't seem like it's really affecting their stocks all that much. So the stockholders and the board, they might not give a shit about this, you know? So that's the thing. If, if it tanked, for sure, he'd be, they would they would get rid of him. But also, like, it's up where it is because of him. <laughs> so. Sure. But, yeah, I think it also depends on what right. else comes out in the next month yeah. or so. But until then, we get, uh, we get Vince on pretty much every show. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, how... Ugh. I used the term tone deaf earlier, but how fucking completely out of touch or completely incapable of understanding the world around you do you have to be to have thought that was a good right. idea? How does... He how did does it again on Raw! I know! How does nobody go, uh, dude, no. Like... I'm sure they didn't. He just does what he wants. Do you think he's ever really listened to anybody if he wants to do something? fucking brutal he is an arrogant fucking asshole always i mean great fucking mind and promoter and you know ceo and everything like that but his uh, stories about vince mcmahon going all the way back to the 80s uh you know you start to think this guy has a god complex like he really does believe all the shit he says um, and I don't look, I'm not even going to bring up his, his past accusations from women cause they were a long time ago, but it just doesn't, it definitely doesn't look good. Like when stuff like that comes yeah. out and if you, and as far as Johnny Ace, you like, I feel like he's definitely going to take the fall. Well, for he's, he's already on leave and that's never, not a good sign either. So the, the the thing with me on Friday night was when I watched that, I sort of got that as like Vince McMahon recognizing this was his swan song. Like this was his his sort of saying goodbye to the WWE universe, um, which sort of fit with what he said, you know, the together forever. And then he drops the mic and walks away. Then he came out on Monday and I'm like, I have no fucking clue what the point of this is. Yeah, because he didn't use that line. Right. On, on Monday and Monday, he was just like, and we've heard the stories that Vince has always viewed Raw as his greatest creation of all time. Oh, um, that's what he did. He put over, oh, yeah, 30 years, we're still in the air, plus John Cena's yeah. coming back next week. So then maybe that was the thing. I was like, I got to get on Raw one more time before I'm done. I mean, all right, that's, I guess, whatever. Now, if he comes out again on SmackDown, this is going to be... <laughs> I hope he comes out on main event this week, just to... No, nobody watches that, so... Right. Um, 
Did he come out on NXT tonight? Does anybody watch I don't believe, NXT? I don't believe he was there, but it was a taped episode. So, uh, but yeah. So in case in case you don't know what we're talking about, SmackDown Vince came out <clears throat> and essentially just said, uh, just like the, the intro to the song show, uh, WWE, uh, then now forever together. And it's that together <laughs> part that I really want yeah. to focus on. And then he just, I need you guys to. To testify for me in yeah. court. And then he just bounced. And everyone was like, what? And then, yeah, on, on Raw, like you said, he came out. This one, he did. they didn't advertise. Uh, the SmackDown one, they advertised. And he just came out, and he's just like, and uh, John Cena's going to be here in, uh, next week. And he baby-faced it up, though. That was the weird thing. He left thing. off the steps afterwards. <laughs> He he kissed the crowd's ass on both nights. He was like, you know, I don't know how often I get to be in front of Minnesota, but goddamn pal, I love it. I love you people in Minnesota. It's like what? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't. I... And you called it. They were singing his theme song all the way down. Well, you knew that was going to happen, and Vince knew it was going to happen. They weren't. They weren't going to boom. And we we knew they weren't going to boom. Oh, yeah. Um, and the narrative becomes, look at these idiots. They're cheering for me. You know? And it's, that's oh, look, they love me. You know? <laughs> it's not. Definitely makes uh, other people who don't uh, not, watch wrestling, you know, they're going to look at that like, these motherfuckers. But I think YouTube took the hot tub episode down. Sure, you two did it. <laughs> we definitely wouldn't have done it. Well, um, we go from 409 to 411, and that's right around the time frame when I was on vacation at oh, you. Interesting. So, I gotta go back and see if I can find episode 410 in the archives. Sorry, <laughs> good luck. Uh, your thoughts when you first heard this story break? Um, not surprised in the least, obviously. I think it's almost completely on brand for what I would expect oh, from Vince McMahon. Um, also not at all shocked that he had the balls and, and the complete unawareness of the world around him to think it was, oh, everybody wants to see me on TV. Do I, like, I just, for better or worse, this company is going to be in a better place when Vince is not there anymore. And I think it's far past time, both creatively and now uh, we've had this conversation on the floor. I don't have a problem with Vince running the business side of things for the most part. I mean, he's kept that company going for decades now, obviously there are now other people that would have a great problem with him continuing to run the business side of that company. Um, problem. (laughs) But creatively he's been in a rut for, I mean, you need to know no more than to say, well, Randy Orton was supposed to fight him at SummerSlam. He's hurt. Cody Rhodes is hurt. Fuck it. Break Lesnar. Rock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, they can't even – there's no creativity. There's no new ideas. There's no, like, wow, I really need to – here's a chance to build a new star. Here's a chance to <sighs> – Yeah. You bring up a good point because there are two aspects of this. Vince, the businessman, I think should not be the face of the business anymore. 
because it's just always these type allegations with him. Like you go back over the history of the company, the company's brand will be better off when Vince, the businessman no longer is, is reflective of the company. Um, and then, like you said, creatively, I kind of hyped myself up, you know, Riddle was having this match against, against Roman. I didn't think Riddle was going to win, but when the match ended at like nine 50, I was like, Oh, we still got 10 minutes. So something's going to happen tonight. But I didn't think that was going to happen because I was like, oh, that's it. We just did that at WrestleMania. Now, later on, you hear that Randy Orton was supposed to be that guy. And that kind of lines up to what you said about a month or so ago. He'll go through Riddle and then Orton will come out to defend Riddle. And then you go with Orton and Reigns, which is fine for like a SummerSlam, I suppose. But yeah. And then the worst part was that after Brock came out, I was like, well, there really was no one else. Who were they going to put in that spot? Cesaro? (laughs) There doesn't appear to be an episode 410. There is. It's on the archives. I'm looking at episode 409, and then it goes to episode 411. Well, that means somebody probably just labeled it wrong. Look at the dates. Uh, Eight Oh, episode 410. I didn't watch that. Why do I see it? it? Oh, it must be tagged wrong. This is riveting right, stuff for our fans, I know. Right. Anyway. Yeah, so... No, no, I, I, I believe um, you. <laughs> I'm saying you probably look... Oh, see, that's not even the episode you're looking for anyways. But I bet no, you if you look, there's no tag on it. But I believe I found the episode okay. I'm looking for. Any good tabs up there? Something about Hangman Page? <laughs> I'm not John Laurinaitis. No. No, no, no. No, that was uh, uh, JBL. Oh, JBL. Okay. <laughs> I'm also Would not you be, I like uh, big muscular women, Michael. <laughs> if you found out that uh, Mama Cunt and John Laurinaitis were uh, taking a break or separating or something. Because, I mean, they just got married a couple years now, ago. Would it shock you at all to find out, if we were to find out, that JBL and John Laurinaitis tag team some chick? No. She's got have some strong shoulders to her. It wouldn't shock me to find out that Vince and Laurinaitis Well, did. apparently that was a thing. Oh, that would. But Eiffel Tower, that, I mean. Yeah, that, that, that last part, that together part. That's what me and Johnny do things together. <laughs> Found it. Okay. Did you did you know so, that apparently the the rumors Damien Priest and Riddle like to to take team women as well? So then I did not know that. Candy Carmine yeah. would be interested in. So there was like right. a uh, people were laughing about the fact that the the new WWE Together shirt that Damien Priest was one of the guys wearing it on the thing. They're just like, yeah, he does like things together. <laughs> Come on. So Astro, I know you are interested. If you go to our our YouTube page, which is the Rundown Podcast on YouTube, episode 412, oh. at around the 55-minute mark-ish, 54, 54.30, uh, that's when it occurs. So there you go. You're welcome. Now I'm going to watch it after we're done here. Yep. There you go. But now I can actually focus on what I'm doing, because that's not – I, I, 
I don't have ADD, at least not diagnosed, but certain times when I'm like, oh, I got to find this, I lock in on it until I find it, I won't be able to function. Oh, yeah, I could tell you're distracted, 100%. So, okay. So, I'm all Vince. in now, boys. Pants are <laughs> off, let's roll. So, Vince, your thoughts. Vince, Vince. Um, well, thing. I think I've given my thoughts at this point. Um, oh, I, it's just, I, I don't see how he survives that in, the, in this day and age. I know Vince's head, Vince is impervious, and he's going to outlast everything, but you're a publicly traded company, and at this point, in this time in our history, I don't see you coming back from this. Do you think this gets ugly? Because yes. you know, like uh, Troy had mentioned that uh, the board was seeking counsel. Could this get this, like into this litigation? Story involves, this story involves Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis sex scandal. It's already yeah. ugly. Right. No, I meant like between. There's the nothing pleasant about envisioning any of this. <laughs> it's already as ugly as ugly gets, bro. Um, no, I, I just yeah, I do think there might there may come a time where the the board decides it's time for you to step away and. Vince fights and this becomes a thing. I think that's a hundred percent possible. Now, here's the undercurrent. Here's the let, let's let's dig in a little bit to the what if scenario because the fun rumor circulating the internet is that this is another power play by Tony by Tom Tony uh, Nick Khan because now all of a sudden that Nick Khan has all this access to all these funds and the, the records and all the books and all that shit. Now all of a sudden this story comes out. Shortly after he got Stephanie to take a leave of absence, shortly after how many other people were fired or walked away? Hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Nick Khan assumes control of all operations, and the next day he sells to Disney. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me in the least. We talked about that last week. It would be the, you know, it almost would be fitting for a man like Vince to lose his company in that way. Well, and kind of reap what you sow. Tune in this Wednesday. I'm going to have a big announcement with my cousin, Nick. We're going to make a big announcement together. It's going to be on, on, on Dynamite. Only on Dynamite. On Dynamite this week. Only on Dynamite. Jeez. Oh, that guy doesn't have fucking half the business sense that Nick Khan does. Well, you got um, the, this, the, the, the biggest issue with this whole thing is that it happened last year. A lot of those like old NDAs and things like that, he might have been able to skate by because oh, product of the times and oh, things were done differently and all that. But sure. this was last year. You literally did this right. last year. Like that's not that's just not gonna fly, dude. Yeah. Oh man, I tell you. But like you said, the product has been stale for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Really, still. Like, and if you're um, on the board of directors, you got to look at this like, okay, yes, Vince Vince has gotten some major deals. I mean, when you talk about the Peacock deal, you talk about the Saudi Arabia deal, and so for better or worse, they would want about those those ventures. The reality is, they're big money makers for that company. So if you're the stock, if you're the the board, you're looking at that, and then but then you're going. I mean, if he brings this giant scandal upon us, is he worth? The cost at this point in his life. I mean, you're looking at that guy. He's 70, right? 70 plus. How much more time can he actually be there? And how much damage every day does his presence do? Now, the stock price, surprisingly, hasn't been that affected by this yet, which shocked me, to be honest. I figured it would be a big hit. But 
other companies. I feel like if anything more comes out or if it starts to come out more stuff, that you'll see a plummet. I don't know that you will because he's stepped down. And I feel like that's enough for people because at this point it's kind of like, well, the damage is done. Anything else that happens, like he's well, depends not, on what the damage is. Well, no, is. the damage at this point is is on him personally because he's already stepped down as CEO. You know, so will it dip a little bit if something else comes out? Sure, but I don't, I don't think you're going to see a huge fire sale on it because they have Nick Khan there because they've already installed Stephanie. Like they got out in front of this, they turned around and they and they went, okay, Vince is going to step down. So he's not in charge of anything. So if anything else happens, nothing's going to change now because it already changed, you know, like other uh, other than the creative side of things. But that's, you know, that's not that really doesn't have much to do in terms of the actual business, you know. Um, No, but with the business, the only problem is, is, is nowadays they have that thing that a lot of people will point to that is like a culture of um enabling this type of behavior right like if like if this was like if someone gets accused of sexual misconduct and you put them on tv to glorify them so that people will Mm -hmm. bow to them and sing their music right like that glorifying (laughs) it that way well and that's like and and i do think it's interesting i do think it bears repeating and, and clarification this is not a sexual assault slash rape situation I would like to think that even in that in that scenario and that accusation, even Vince would be smart enough to not go on TV. This was a case of a consensual right. relationship. Yeah, and, that, and I think it's important that we continue. Yeah, to and, and that that's out. why I said that he's not he's not facing any like repercu- you know repercussions for this other than possibly getting kicked out of WWE. He's not going to prison or not because yeah, this was a consensual relationship, and the the. I understand that people still love to try to take away agency of women and be like, oh, he's a powerful person, so she couldn't say no and things like that. People do that all the time. No, she knew what she was doing. She knew she was the whole like her her getting passed off to John Laurinaitis. It's her own choice. Like he's not. She's a person. And sure, Vince might have been like, look, our relationship is over. She probably started a relationship with John after that, then. And I highly doubt it was Vince going, Our relationship's over, but uh, Johnny's over there. So why don't you uh, go with him? No. You know, you're taking away a woman's agency when you try to claim that, like, oh, she got passed around like a toy. Like, she's a grown ass woman. She's a 41 year old woman. She knew exactly what she was doing. So I mean, I'm curious because we've—I don't think we've ever really had this conversation, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here on this. But do you have that same approach to like the Harvey Weinstein situation? Uh, and I say that only because at the time, yes, that two things can be true at the same time. The guy could be a complete mm-hmm. piece of shit. And there can also be women who are perfectly willing to use their assets to get ahead in their yeah. chosen field. No, I, I I don't view it the same because the Weinstein thing was if you don't have sex with me, you won't get this role. Your career will be over. And I don't believe that that's happened here. I don't believe that Vince struck up a relationship with this woman and said, if you don't fuck me, I'm going to fire you or, you you know, and, and okay. you know, and, and that's the thing that's is fair. she she doesn't even work there anymore anyways. So it's like 
You know, like right. it, I'm sure she got another job. So no, I didn't. I didn't look at it that. I looked at it as he worked with her at Titan Towers, and they started having a sexual relationship. That's that's the way I look at it. Um, so no. The only the only caveat to that is, well, hey, if you keep having sex with me, I'll double your salary. Sure, but you, but again, that's that's still her choice. Well, no, that that's her choice, but that is very illegal. Oh yeah, especially not. Right. But again, like we said, we don't know if that happened or not. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, it's also a bad look. You're you're, you're giving three million dollars per NDA, and then you turn around and you're you're. Claiming budget cuts every time you release people, and it's just, it's just a bad luck. Publicly, it just doesn't look right. Yeah. Also, wasn't there a lot of, uh, with the Weinstein stuff, like, he raped a lot of people, too. That wasn't just, like, a a quid pro quo thing, too. So did Vince! I mean, honestly, I don't remember enough of detail about the whole situation at this point. I try to block all that negative yeah. bullshit out of my life as much as possible. But yeah, but he he got yeah he got uh, arrested for one kind of rape. So it, it yeah he was doing that as well. I'm not gonna gonna fall into. Or he was accused of no, it. No, right? he was, no, mean, no, he was convicted. Fair, right? Harvey was convicted. Yeah, he was yeah, convicted, he was convicted of rape. I'm reading it right now. To the point where where he showed up at court in like a wheelchair and was like, I can't go to jail because I'm sick. And they're like, No, well, you're not, dude. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, this is this is two different things to me. To me, at least in my mind, it and, is. And, yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah. I was just curious. Um, and I think the story is going to unfold and have several twists and turns over the next couple of weeks and months, obviously. So we're going to cover it a lot more as things go along. But uh, we shouldn't make the whole show about this one thing. So. No, but what I did else? want to mention just one oh, other thing. Yourself. Just yeah. one aspect is that, um, you know, because this is typical, everybody's now digging up old history. And what people are pointing to is things that Vince may or may not have covered up. Nancy Argentino, obviously, is one of them. Uh, Deborah McMichaels getting assaulted by her then husband might be another. Do you think, it, in the, especially oh, in, oh, 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 the 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 snooker thing? I'm with you, but is it Vince's place to publicly discuss Stone Cold's marital situation? Well, according to I, Deborah, I don't know, covered anything up. What was he supposed to? What was he supposed to have been open book about on something like that? Something that happens in somebody's personal relationship. Well, to what Deborah said in interviews was that. Uh, she was told not to press charges against Eve at the time. Well, that's her choice. She can be told not to do that, but yeah, she still sure. has to make that decision. Sure. But it also is a bad look if you're trying to cover up domestic violence. Again, that's, that's, I mean, why are you that's, telling that's one person. I don't think that's covering it up. I think that's saying, I don't want that associated with my TV product, which again is sort of shitty. But again, ultimately Deborah makes the decision on whether she goes public with that or not. Okay. I mean, if we have any proof or any evidence that he exerted undue pressure on her to to not discuss it, I guess that's a different conversation. But all I've ever seen in that was her saying one thing. And I'm not going to look the guy. There's enough shit you can rip the guy on for other than that. Right. Okay, sure. What about the Ashley Mazzaro thing? 
The thing that uh, sleazeball lawyer who's been discredited multiple times got her to sign an affidavit when she was in an altered mental state and everybody else involved in the scenario has said, we never saw anything like that happen. Nobody ever said anything like that to us. That was one lawyer who tried to convince her to get money from Vince by creating this elaborate story and saying, if you don't pay me, I'm going public with this. I mean, that, I look, I don't I wasn't there. I obviously can't speak to the validity of it. But everybody who was around that situation has other than Maria Canales, who pretty much any chance to fed bad um, and then went back to work there shortly, like a few years ago after all that had happened. Um, everybody that was around that scenario. So that never happened. And, and if you listen to the story in general, like, look, <laughs> Vince is pretty protective of his talent. You know what I mean? Like, there have been stories like, look at what he did for Snuka, like we just talked right. about, right? Right. He's always been pretty protective of the talent, even including the women. Um, I don't know that he would cover that up to protect. I just I don't see that as being a thing. Like, Actually, I don't know. I'm like I said, I could be wrong. I could be there. Masaro sent an email to WWE claiming regret for taking part in a lawsuit. Yeah, she had basically admitted it. Yeah. She was not true. It's Constantine Kiros is the piece of shit who has numerous different lawsuits against WWE. He is he is a guy uh, that is yeah. Oh, he's also being sued right now by WWE. <laughs> because of the of the because um, he's the one who did the whole oh every one of these guys even though they wrestled on independent circuits they they suffered uh you know head injuries so WWE should pay us a bunch of money he was he was the guy who led that show, right so all right and then the only other one is Rita Marie Sheridan the one who accused him of rape back in '86 the, the referee. referee yeah 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 I'm not familiar enough on that story. I mean, Vince is a piece of shit. This is not yeah. newsflash. Right. But, you know, to your point, to, to the point we just made, the, the story's been out there for a while that the Massaro thing yeah. was essentially proven to be proven yeah. to be not true. But you didn't you hadn't heard that because it's a lot easier to virtue signal how negative WWE is awful. You know, and that's right. no, and that's true. That's true. There was definitely not that. as much publicity around. You know the retraction and everything exactly. like that yes. than there was when the first broke. Well, of and we get it all the right. time. People people will make shit up and uh, or. And I'm not by any stretch defending Vince no. McMahon. Please let's not get that. Twisted. No, but there's <laughs> the guys. Of no, but it, it's it's a case uh, of. I'm also not defending any of the pieces of shit yeah. we've discussed here yeah. tonight. Um, I'm just making conversation. But um, as it relates to, I, I think it's important that we're focusing on going after the, the cases, the real cases, and not just this stuff that was fabricated by some people to make money, as in the Ashley Massaro's case yeah. by her lawyer. Um, and it's actually a tragedy because Ashley was really down on her luck and really had altered mental state at the time, and that, that dude really took advantage of her. Yeah, um, yeah. the The other thing, too, is you got to remember that any anytime anything happens to WWE, people will blame Vince. People were sitting there and blaming and, and claiming oh, yeah. Vince McMahon was the one who sent Mickey James her stuff in a garbage bag. You know, like it, it's it's always anything that happens within the company, it's put on him. And there's plenty of times where 
that's not the case. I mean, there's, you know, there was a whole thing with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders where the woman who ran it was trying to force the women to, you know, like, uh, uh, become bulimic and stuff like that. People didn't turn around and be like, Jerry Jones is to blame for that. No, they blamed the woman and they got rid of her. And there are people within WWE who have been fired because they did stupid shit or did bad shit, you know? Canyon Seaman, or whatever his fucking name is, got fired for sending people their stuff in trash bags. That was, you know, sure. and WB, and then Vince turned around and reached out to Mickey James and stuff like that and said, hey, you know, we're very sorry that that wasn't us. Obviously, that was one piece of shit that was doing, you know, that thing and that. So, and the, the, a lot of that stuff with the Ashley Bizarre stuff, even that, they were still claiming it was, it wasn't Vince, it was people in his employ that allowed it to happen, things like that, you right. know, so... It's hard to say, you know, you can't, I, I don't, I don't fault him for a lot of things. I fault him for what he is shown to have done here. And that is, you know, like you're rich, man. Fucking go hire a prostitute <laughs> works for so many other people. Go, yeah. go and fuck. Also illegal. Yeah, but it, unless he, unless he uses his Nevada right, exactly. residence. Like go go on, on Tinder and find some woman who's willing to don't don't fuck your employees like just don't be stupid like that you know yeah. and then give them hundred thousand dollar raises while everybody yeah. in the office can also but see even even that. even before he did that it's still as as the CEO of a company don't fucking don't fuck your you yeah as somebody in your legal department too who should be like we should probably not do this because <laughs> it's you know not great anyways. I didn't realize it was oh, something yeah. illegal. Uh, oh, well. We have a pay-per-view that is coming up this weekend. Oh, do we? Yes. That's weird. Usually I give a shit about mm. pay-per-views. Right? Mm-mm-mm. So, the AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling joint venture, at least that's what they claim, Forbidden Door is taking place. Uh, in Chicago at the United Center. Uh, if you do not have your tickets yet, there are still 2,000 more tickets available out there for the event that's happening Sunday. So if you want... In Chicago, let that sink in. I mean, that's sort of their yeah. hotbed, right? I was going to say, that's always been a good place for yeah. them to go. That being said, there's still 15,000 people that have bought tickets for it. There's just... A, 17,000 seating capacity in the United Center. But all AEW has cared about these past couple of weeks has been bringing in New Japan wrestlers and setting up matches. They have spent so much time on this that they have I went to the over six matches announced for this card. So, and of course, because it is such a huge joint venture between AEW and New Japan, Every single match features a AEW talent against a New Japan talent, right? Right. Right. So, so you can head on over to runonwrestling.com right now, and you can go ahead and make your picks along with us. Uh, right now... It is at the top of the page if you're watching, if you're listening to us live. If not, it will be right under this episode here. Make sure to make your picks before this Sunday. So we'll go ahead and go through it. And if we want to talk about the build of any of these matches or 
anything in regards to that, we'll go ahead and do that, all right? So, the first one, the first match that we have is a winner-take-all match. The ROH Tag Team Championships, the IWGP Tag Team Championships, and of course, the AEW Tag... Oh, wait. No, I'm being told now that the AEW Tag Team Championships are not on the line here. That's weird. Uh, well, where are they on the um, card? Let me look here real quick. Let me go... They do not appear to be booked. That That's does seem weird. weird. For a joint venture between the two a companies. A joint venture between the two companies, a winner-take-all triple threat match, and one of the teams doesn't have a, ta- have a take team belt. Oh, yeah, and uh, also I mean, so, the, uh, the AEW World Tag Team Champions are probably one of the most familiar acts to a yep. Japan crowd. <laughs> Funny that happens. Could it be... Be- because they don't want to lose. Could be. Actually, uh, the Bucks are apparently one of the, the the EVPs that really took issue with the whole New Japan refusing to work with them originally. Go figure. Um, there is there is some existing bad blood between mm-hmm. the Bucks and New Japan, as far as I've heard. Yeah. We have the ROH Tag Team Champions FTR Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler against United Empire, the IWGP champions Great Okan and Jeff Cobb, and the third team in this, Rapongi Vice, Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. First, Jason, who you got as the new ROH and IWGP tag team champions? I'm going to say FTR. Okay. Sal? Also going to say FTR. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of got to be, right? Because I don't see... I don't... I mean, Rapangi Vice, maybe, because I can see them showing up at AEW in the future. I don't see United Empire as being a thing after this week in AEW. Well, with FTR, I just figure that that's part of the deal of this whole thing, is that they can go spend the summer in Japan. (laughs) <laughs> Tony Khan's like, I'll give you these guys three straight yeah. months. Uh, stupid dumb that FTR, the number one tag team in the company, uh, was not a part of that ladder match because um, you could have put the AEW tag team titles on the line here. That's true. Uh, anything else to say about... Well, that would, that match couldn't have been a three-way match. There was there's no scenario in which you could have three teams in that ladder Well, that's match. true because, of course... Uh, as Alvarez told us, they never intended to have the Hardys in the match, despite showing oh, right. ever. No, oh, the Hardys, no. where are they on um, this card? Well, suspended. Well, right now, Jeff can't cross state lines, so. <laughs> Did I know? Oh, no. Oh, you didn't. You talked about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else to say about the tag team match? Our next match, Will Ospreay takes on Orange Cassidy. This has now become a match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. I think every one of these things should have had a third, uh, another flyer button that said, don't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, how do I award points that way? (laughs) 
I would just give people points for everything saying that because I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, it's a shame because Will Will Osprey is regarded, or at one point was regarded as one of the best in the world, yeah. and the best that this company you could pick from your entire roster, and you chose. No, you couldn't sell because you needed somebody who could yes. lose the match. <laughs> yes, yes, but there are plenty of people who are not EVPs that could lose this match to Will Osprey. You're not going to have Hangman lose to him. You're not going to have Adam Cole lose to him. You're not going to have any of your top guys lose to him. You could have had Pac lose to him. True. Well, Pac's going to fight for the foreigner title. You could have had Darby Allen lose to him. <laughs> at least, at least. Yes. Dar- Darby, Darby, Darby Allen yeah, loses to everybody. Perfectly fine. Actually, I was thinking that watching Rampage. Like, why isn't it Darby? Well, against, you see, against uh, because he's one of the four pillars of AEW. And we only have room for one of those guys mm. on the card. Because the other three are not mm. present. <laughs> I mean, one of them is not in the company right now. But <laughs> Jungle Boy, not booked. Darby Allen, not booked. And MJF is dead. So, <laughs> Sammy's booked. booked. Just because they remembered at the last second. But Sammy wasn't one of yeah, the yes. pillars. Yes, he was. Sammy, no, it was yes, yes, he was. It was Sammy, Darby, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Those were the original pillows. Yeah, those were the pillows. I thought there was somebody. No, else. There's only four pillows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense now, especially with the way that you book things. Considering that uh, one of those guys hasn't won a single championship in the company yet, but yeah, you know, he run a couple of rings. All right. Um, Wait, did you pick Ocean Spray? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, come on. We, yeah. there's uh, Orange Cassidy's not going to. It'll be so fucking embarrassing if he he's not going him. to Japan. Orange Cassidy's not going to Japan. Well, that's where he's been. He's been in Japan for the past. Sorry, like, he's not months. going to Japan as the United States champion. <laughs> no, they they fair. specifically put that belt on Ocean Spray because of the fact that they are they are still trying <laughs> to. <laughs> What's up? I just saw I just saw the third partner in the Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, a a random ass tag match cuz we have to have that on every card, a six-man tag match. Uh Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara and Minoru Suzuki. That's right. A new Japan guy is on the AEW team against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. So, two AEW guys and a New Japan guy on both sides. My favorite thing was Jericho sitting there trying to, like, trying his best in his promo to put this over like it was a match that everybody had been waiting for or gave a shit mm-hmm. about. And it's like, nobody, nobody cares. Even, even the diehards don't give a shit about this match. Nope. Okay. So, a couple things with this match. Number one, Sammy helped out Jericho win the hair versus hair match last week yeah. on Dynamite, right? And yeah, hair versus hair match, by the way, doesn't work so well when one of the competitors just completely willing to shave their hair off themselves. Yeah, right. Didn't give a shit about it. Um, so Sammy interferes on Jericho's behalf, and I instantly think, oh, we spent a year making Sammy a single star. Just so we could put him back in Jericho's faction. Yeah. That was a waste. 
And then, um, yeah, for some reason, Jericho is partners with Lance Archer because of Suzuki Gun and Suzuki Goon. Suzuki Goon. Sorry, I thought it was Gun. That would have been more impressive. Now Suzuki Goon. Um, and now that's gonna happen. And also Eddie Kingston's gonna be there. What? <laughs> Makes no fucking sense. You know. We actually were wrong. We had said that the New Japan pay-per-view, this Forbidden Door pay-per-view, wasn't going to uh, gain them any audience. It's actually yes, lost some audience. For sure it has. Mm-hmm. Significantly on a weekly basis, because even the people who I know who love AEW are like, I don't know any of these people, I don't care. All over and above that, if you're talent like i'm signed to this company why am i sitting in the back and fucking catering so we can get these guys over who don't even work here yep i think it's it's true what a lot of people are saying (laughs) where it's not that they hate AEW, it's that they're just disappointed yeah and it's like that's not true. Nobody's disappointed. I'll discuss it this week on my, this week on Dynamite. On Wednesday on Dynamite, I'm going to talk about how nobody's disappointed yeah. in AEW. I'm going to make a huge you announcement. Can, you can look at WWE and go, man, they do a lot of rematches. And 100% fair. Yes, they do. They do a lot of rematches. Yep. But then you look at AEW and you go, man, they just rehash a lot of storylines. It's just, it's just the same storylines, so just different people plugged in. And yeah, you're going to get fresh matches, but it's only because of the fact that you can't glom onto anybody. Because as soon as somebody debuts, they're just gone. And you're like, well, where the fuck did he go? Right. So like, if you're if you're somebody who's like tuning in, you're like, you know, I really like, uh, I really like this Penta dude. Like he might not show up for two weeks then. And that's kind of a problem, you know, and, and them, them trying to turn around and claim that like, oh no, AEW like cycles to the people. That's not how we've been built to watch wrestling. That's not how we're even built to watch TV shows, like ensemble casts. Like right. they don't cycle through their people. They have their people do something every week, you know, and occasionally you might miss an episode of a character, but that guy's back the next week and he's got a storyline going on, you know? So yeah, like that's that's kind of been my my big thing with AEW is like we got promised a lot and it became the same old shit over and over again and it became you know oh well WWE oh man they can't build new stars they rely on all these these other people and then you got AEW is like oh they they could build new stars just like WWE. But they're choosing not to, and instead, Chris Jericho is still top of the card, and CM Punk is a champion. Thing. Like, you, <laughs> you mentioned disappointing. This company has signed a lot of talent, and there are people that they could they could have plugged in this card in other spots that would have made more sense and been more exciting, and they chose they actively chose not to. I, I'm going to find myself in, in an awkward position for me here, and I'm going to defend AEW a little bit against some of that, Troy, because let's be honest and, and take your per, any, any personal biases anybody has. As a, is Sammy Guevara a bigger star now than he was before AEW? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, sure. and, and run through the crowd. MJF, Jungle Boy, they are bigger stars than they were before well, AEW. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Darby Allen, like everybody, every single one of them is by virtue of just getting more right. recognition. The only ones who can make a case aren't are the WWE guys who came over, but they've certainly created new stars. They have certainly created guys and raised the profile of some guys. So I don't think that's a fair criticism. But they've um, also reversed the profile on guys like a guy like Sammy Guevara. He was a white hot baby phase a few months ago i think they're too i I think they are very much too uh heel face turn happy at the same time i think wwe is too slow to do heel face turns they don't do them very often so i i I think we need to find a happy medium for sure um but i I, and i do think AEW sometimes goes out of their way and sacrifices things just to try to get the shock um and i don't know that that's the right way to that that sort of knee-jerk booking but that's what they've been doing from the beginning but my point and my point is not to defend their booking my point is only to say i don't think it's fair to say that they haven't created new stars or raised I, profiles i think they have i done also that. don't think it's fair to say WWE hasn't created new stars because they have no i agree yeah. with you there too so, yeah. but like i said my now that said that said hold on we just had a conversation about how WWE had an opportunity to use the injuries to Orton and Cody to create a new star. And instead we went back to mm-hmm. Lesnar. So do they maximize their investment on guys? Do they create new stars at, at, at the opportunities that they have? No. Does that mean they've never done it? No, they've certainly raised the profile of Bobby Lashley over the last couple of years and drew McIntyre. Austin, the theory. Austin theory for sure. But that doesn't mean that they've done as well as they could have or probably should have. They are still a very slow moving engine right. in that regard. Well, they don't like to change things. They'd rather just plug. No, no, no. It's not it. even that, Sal. It's a matter of Vince. Vince's top guys have to be guys that are good going out and promoting the brand on TV, on talk shows and radio shows and all that stuff. And it takes a while before he trusts people to do that. Sure. But I mean, if you, if your plan was Randy Orton for SummerSlam, what well do you have that you want to you want to make SummerSlam a sellout? You want to make sure people uh, watch it on Peacock. You bring in the biggest name you have, and it's Brock. Now you know what you do here, honestly. And we haven't talked about it, but Friday night on SmackDown, you do the old school gimmick where Riddle has Reigns pinned, and the referee is either pulled out or is knocked out and can't get the count. And you have a legitimate reason to believe Riddle can beat Roman Reigns, and then you do that match at SummerSlam. I would, I would personally love that. You know that. Um, that's a, that's creating a new star. That's using an opportunity of somebody's injury to elevate somebody else. That's something they don't do very often. That's true. Well, injuries have. I mean, look at the look at when 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 who was it? Uh, blah, 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 I'm blanking. Uh, when Roman had to miss that pay per view. Did they use that opportunity to build somebody else up against Lesnar? No, they just stuck Lesnar in there to take the title off Big E. Right. So they, 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 not only did they not use that opportunity to build somebody else, they used it to kill the push of somebody who they had been building new. That's the problem with the Lesnar thing. Like you said, it's a break glass, and they, and they constantly go to it. Well, So they're not as bad as people would lead you to believe at it, but they're nowhere near as good as they right, could be course. at it. Sure. Well, the injury bug has definitely hit hard right now um right because this card was supposed to have daniel bryan versus uh zach saber jr that does is that not happening he's going to be on tomorrow night to address it 
which means it's oh, probably not. Sal was mostly yeah, which means it's probably not going to happen if he has to address it. <laughs> well, they just they just did some business on Rampage where Regal was talking shit about Zack Saber Jr. and they saying you know get a slap from me too on at Forbidden Door. Right, it's but like, I think that I think <laughs> that's where that's where somebody like Tony is doing a lot of wishful thinking, going, oh, he'll be cleared, we'll be good, and let's keep promoting it in case he is good. Whereas WWE, if there's a chance that the person's not going to be it, they typically will stop pull it, stop pushing it because they don't want to you know, promote it anymore on that. I said typically, yeah, it doesn't mean it doesn't say all the time, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> Dana Bryan's injured. Um, the former champion, Adam Page, is not booked anywhere here. Uh <laughs> Uh, he's involved in the whole who's gonna fight for the IWGP title yeah, storyline. So this looks like so he'll he'll be involved in some capacity. Yeah. They just haven't announced what it will be yet. Him and Adam Cole and uh, yeah. Jay White. Is Adam Cole cleared? Baby, yeah. Wasn't he dealing with something? No, he was on TV. He was on TV, but I don't think he's wrestled a match. No, he was you. he was definitely hurt too. But it sounded like it sounded like he yeah. was. Yeah. He's got the Owen Hart. Yeah, it sounded like he was going to be fine. It, it, it sounded more like they were keeping. By the way, Troy, you weren't. By the way, before we continue predictions, you weren't here. I was just curious what your reaction to Cody Rhodes Hell in the Cell match was. The Cody Rhodes Hell in the Cell match it was great. Yes. Um, okay. Gosh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not somebody who. Uh, I, like you guys talked about on the show, typically I'm not somebody who who says go out there and and work or hurt, you know, because nobody's gonna remember that shit. But in Cody's case, I 100% was on board with it. It was just like, yeah, it's it's already torn off the bone. It's not gonna get worse. This isn't a case of like it's a partially torn ACL. Go out there and work on it and tear the whole fucking thing out of. No, like he didn't do any more damage than would have happened, and it wound up. Putting him over as a monster babyface, which is is difficult to do in uh, in today's day and age, you know. Um, and credit them on the way out; they used it to turn Seth into an even yeah, bigger heel. Exactly. Yeah, I saw uh, people were like, oh, "I can't believe that they still had Seth like beat it." It's like, did you not watch wrestling? <laughs> like, no, that's right. you, if you had him shake hands, then you're going, "Well, apparently Seth's not as bad as guy we thought." Like, no, yeah. He, should right. fucking waylay him. <laughs> and, oh, that was yeah. perfect. That was so fucking perfect. So, no, I thought everything about it was great. Um, I thought the match was great. It definitely is a match of the year contender. And that injury played so much into it. Um, you know. Is that match as good in people's memories without the injury, you think? No. I don't. I think it's a regular Hell in Cell match. I think point. it's still a very good match. But I don't, so I don't are, think it, it quite has that like match of the year candidate label without the injury. But I think right. it, I still think that they would have put yeah. on a really good match, and I still think that would have been the best match on the card. Um, but yeah, I think okay. that the injury did help it on that. And when Cody comes back, he's gonna get an even bigger reaction if you can believe that, you know. Oh, so yeah, yeah, worked yeah, out perfectly. Sure. All right, uh, Sal, who did you pick for the random ass take match? Uh, let's go with Jericho because they can't ever have fucking Jericho lose. So him and Sammy and the and yeah, the bigger names are on Jericho's side there. Yeah, and I'm sure Jericho's going to take advantage of to tell us how the entire New Japan thing was his creation, and 
he fostered the whole deal, and it's all because <laughs> even of though him, Tony so. kind of said that it's fucking Ambrose that's been doing, or sorry, Moxley that's been the one leading this whole thing. Jason, who's you got? Uh, it's a great Jericho team. <sighs> also, if you want to find out who put together the whole Forbidden Door plan, tune in this month. I'll make a huge announcement. The brand new championship, which I 100% agreed with everything you guys said last week, the AW All Atlantic Championship is online in a fatal. Just call it the All Four Atlantic Championship. Yeah, no, I like I like the name Troy <laughs> in the uh, in the predictions. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, Malachi Black, Miro, and Pack. I put Malachi Black in there because, as we already know, Penta can't uh, go work for New Japan. So, we already know the outcome of that match. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, Jason, who do you have as the inaugural All Other Countries champion? Uh, where is the don't give a shit oh, button on this one? Nope, right? nope. You have to pick one. Uh, fuck. All right, I'll go Malachi Black, I guess. Oops, we forgot to do anything with you. Here you go, here's the title. So. I hate it if I'm right, but I'm going to go Miro. Here, here's another title. No, Just, no, no, no. This, shut uh, up and this, be angry no, for a little bit. No, no, no. This one's going to Malachi Black, and then they're going to create the all ball <laughs> title. <laughs> <laughs> Get that one. I do like the fact that only one person in this match is actually from a country that borders the uh, Atlantic Ocean, so that's fun. But, uh, yeah, I... Man. I feel like Black is the only one that they have any idea of what they're going to do with. Because Pack, like, who knows? He'll be gone again for a couple of weeks, and then he'll show up again. Uh, and I don't think that they're they're definitely not giving it to fucking Tomohiro because that doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go black too. Wait till they come up with the all Newcastle Apatai in England tile. Wonder who's gonna win that one. <laughs> the AEW Women's World Championship is on the line as Thun. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about this one first. I didn't even get out who's in it. <laughs> You have a whole fucking country full of tremendously talented female wrestlers. You have Japanese wrestlers up and down your roster. Yes. And who gets the title shot on the pay-per-view? Tony Storm. Why? Why? Well, She's already lost her, it. Because of all her years in Japan, of course, that nobody knows about. <laughs> I think... Make this make sense, somebody, please. Yeah. Okay, so you know if they went if, if they went lazy and they went with Riho, I would have been fine with it. Right, exactly. <laughs> At least it would have yeah. fit the theme. So right. look, I and I'm a girl that loves a good theme. So <laughs> look, I I understand that New Japan doesn't have a women's division, but New Japan is owned by. Bushy Road. And Bushy Road God bless you. is also the owner of, oh, you know, another wrestling company out there. Gosh, I just can't think of uh, what that is. Oh, let's try to start them. 
Who owns um TJ TJPW? Um isn't that like the sister promotion in New Japan? Technically, yeah. I mean, Stardom is is owned by the same company, Bushy Road. Um, let me see. TJPW uh, is this it? I mean, regardless, anybody from those promotions yeah. have been uh, great. Cyberfight. It's actually the sister promotion of DDT and Pro Wrestling Noah. They're actually not the sister promotion oh. of New Japan. Oh, oh, oh because okay. again, New okay. Japan doesn't have women, so. Um, but yeah, you could have any of the because they have used so many of the TJPW women in the past. You could have had any one of those. Yuka Sakazaki is one of them. She is sorry, sorry, Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Maki Ito. You could have definitely had there as well. What's up, fuckers? You know, I mean, there's. There's so many more. And then, like I said, you've got an entire roster over in Stardom, owned by the same company that owns New Japan. How cool would this be if it was Thunder Rosa versus Julia? That would have been amazing. I was just going to say yeah. Julia. Yes. I mean, Thunder Rosa wouldn't have sold shit for no. her, but... Well... Actually, that's another good one since since you're back with us, Troy. Uh, you're a big Thunder Rosa guy. Uh, what was your thought on that whole controversy? Oh, it was difficult, man, because I, I, I kind of went back and forth. The the more I watched and the more I kind of thought about it. Um, it's one of those cases where it, it feels like everybody involved looks like an asshole. You know? Um, Thunder Rosa is somebody who is constantly talking about like being an advocate for women and being a, a, a you know big supporter of women's wrestling and looking out for the other girls and stuff of like that to go on live TV and do some of that shit. Now I don't put it a hundred percent on her because I know people were throw, like throwing around the 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 video of her and everything like that. The suplex definitely was her. She definitely sandbagged the suplex. The like what was supposed to be a like whip forward where she fell backwards. Mina Shafir, her that move is is not a natural thing to do. What she tries to do there, but for sure, Rosa definitely did some sandbagging. The fact that they had to do like a, a picture of her making up with her afterwards tells you everything you need to know about that. <laughs> like Thunder Rosa probably realized, like, oh fuck, I'm getting dragged for this now. Does it? Do you think it changes people's perception of some of the other incidents we've talked about, like that finish to the Britt Baker match with Thunder, with the Evilese situation, the, the Serena Deeb match that we talked about? So it it just seems like these incidents continue to pile up around Rosa. The you guys you talked about it with like the the Boston Crab type maneuver how that's been a recurring thing in thunder rosa matches where the women keep fun no no i said it happened it's happened in their, her last yeah. two big matches the shafir one and then the serena yeah. deeb one that so that i feel right before that i feel like it does have to change your opinion on it where it's like okay now we're starting to see a trend where she is is right. not allowing people to put on a basic move and making them look stupid by falling forward and part of me wonders if we knew that during that Britt Baker situation that there was some talk that she was working through some sort of injury. Now, part of me makes wonders if maybe it's some sort of back injury that she's keeping quiet and she's avoiding people putting moves on her that would also, yeah, exacerbate that. Uh, re- regardless, uh, 
it doesn't change my opinion of Ivelisse because Ivelisse is a piece of shit. <clears throat> but sure, but she, a piece of shit. Can that's be right true. Very true. Yeah. Piece of shit that definitely definitely can be right sometimes. And it also doesn't change the fact that Marina Shafir has no business being in a match like that. Well, and that's that's. That's but not that's Marina, Marina Shafir's fault. No. fault. No, 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 no. But For Thunder Rosa something... to take that out on her, if that's what was going on there, yeah. is bullshit. Well, no, I'm not even blaming Marina, but the company, you want to book that. Like, well, right, but I'm that's not... immaterial to this conversation, though. That's okay. a different discussion. We could have that if we and, wanted to have and that. And again, you got to remember that um, The Miz, when he first started, people weren't doing, people weren't sandbagging him. It was they would get back to the locker room and they would kick him out of the locker room. So nobody saw it. Right. That's how you handle that kind of business. Oh yeah, it's very uh, yeah. unprofessional to do that shit on TV. I 100 percent agree. And with people that. had talked about the Miz like sandbagging the the uh, the Tomas Champa fairy tale ending or whatever like that. And I don't know for sure. I, I still don't know for sure on that one. Um, if it was a botch or if it was, you know, not. And obviously people are talking about now, like the Miz and Cody, their match that they had, there was some, some issues with that too. But yeah, this was, this was definitely something where it's like, you, you guys are already fighting against the stigma that women's wrestling has. You're already fighting about the fact that the audience is 98% fat and white males that don't want to see the women fight. And you're going to do shit like that, and you're going to make it so you, people are going to have ammunition for that, you know? Like, Thunder Rosa already isn't getting booked, <laughs> you know? We talked about it for a couple weeks in a row there, about how she would show up for five seconds and then be gone again. Like, if if when you're given the spotlights and you're given ten minutes for a match, and that's what you do out there, it's not good. It's 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 not smart for somebody who is smart and should and should know better. Like, don't do that shit. All right. Um, but <laughs> speaking of unprofessional, Tony Storm is in this match, so this should be a train wreck. Can I get one more observation yeah, right. here? Tony Storm can't cut a face promo to save her fucking life. She was actually cutting very good heel promos at the end of her mm-hmm. NXT run to the point that we were like, whoa, this girl hasn't been able to cut a promo at all. And now she's back to being a face and her promos are fucking awful yeah. again. So much so that last week on Dynamite, they had to cut the shit out of her promo and insert video so that the cuts to make it usable wouldn't be so noticeable. When do they do those Tony Schiavone interviews where they ever do B-roll? Right. Yeah. Well, that being said, it pretty much is a guaranteed Thunder's retaining this belt. And if only she had said, cut the shit, Tony, she'd have been way over with the offense. That's true. That's true. So. Do we get... Thunder Rosa retaining, or do we get Tony Storm as the new champion? Jason. It's a face on face. The face champion always wins those. I'm going to go Thunder Rosa. Right. Sal? I'm going to go Thunder Rosa as well. I'm going to go Thunder Rosa, but 
Like they this they need to do something with this because Thunder Rosa against Tony Storm is does not make this any more of a compelling title run for her. It's been hot, hot steaming garbage. Wait till Wait till this week on Dynamite when they insert Nyla Rose and make it a yeah, triple threat right. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to talk about you want to talk about relying on on the same people. Tony Khan and his women's division is what WWE does with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so I'm insert Nyla Rose yep. everything. I'm I'm a little annoyed at how AEW has decided to uh, celebrate Pride Month. Oh, so so has so is the guy that is part of Pride Month. But go ahead. <laughs> um, we so don't Joey see Janella. we don't see Sunny Kiss or Nyla Rose in any storyline for months, and yet here they are every commercial break telling us how diverse and how great of a place AEW is to work. And I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. Not I'm not okay with just rolling out Sunny Kiss and and. Uh, Nyla Rose would be like, look at us, we do great things. Like, it, But you can still get your Cody Rhodes pride shirt on AEW.com. And we do still have representation because Tony Storm is bisexual. And she got a title shot during Pride Month. Yeah, the fact that you had Sunny Kiss literally come out and be like, yeah, I wish, uh, you know, uh, LGBTQ wrestlers were pushed more than just this month. Or at all, for that matter, considering that seriously, the motherfucker still hasn't gotten. Did on you TV. see the Joey Janela thing? Um, I know that he said something else with it, but what did he say? Uh, keep vamping, I'll find the exact one. Keep vamping. Yeah, it's just, it, it's <sighs> yeah. It's almost like they put no effort into trying to hide the fact that they don't give a shit. Yeah, I think that's the most disappointing part. It's like they're not even trying yeah. to hide it. <laughs> well, and I know that you know that that you can point to WWE and and talk about the same kind of things where they tend to they tend to do things too, you know, like. Um, but they they did. They've been playing a video of Sonya when she debuted yeah, NXT. Yeah, but and, Sonya was on TV and was a big part of the television program for the entire year, mm-hmm. you know. That's exactly. Difference. They've exactly. also used it as every opportunity of it to showcase Sonya in a bikini. Oh, yeah. Sure. Not no. a good look. I understand that. No, but at least, at, at least, like I said, at least the rest of the year, she was, you know, like, I understand that she's a heel, but she was at least on the show uh, regularly. Has she been on the show at all lately? Well, not since... Um her storyline kind of ended when she wasn't, yeah. you know, part of the authority anymore, for lack of right. a better term. They'll figure someone with her, but yeah, there's, I mean, obviously there's other, um, there's other LGBTQ people in WWE, Dewdrop being one of them so, as well. But yeah, go ahead. So the actual, the actual thing from Janela was he actually tweeted, I heard Sunny Kiss was finally on TV tonight. Oh, yeah, it's June, and it was a Pride commercial, of course. Hasn't been in a match on TV in, like, two years. Cut yep. the bullshit. It's no, not wrong. That's, that's... How often do you find yourself in a position of agreeing right? with Joey Janela? That guy's but... a fucking idiot, but, yeah, <laughs> the, the, he's right about that. And They were so quick to, to pat themselves on the back and, like, toot their own horn when they started. 
And they're like, look, we signed Sonny Kiss. He's going to change the game. We had this private discussion, I think, and the host started one, but all of that social awareness stuff seemed to really go out the window once Brandy yep. left. And say what you want about Brandy, but she may have just been the driver, or her and Cody may have just been the driving force behind that within this company. It's funny because I thought AEW was the driving force. I mean, we know Brandy was the one that really pushed the whole Culture City thing and reaching out to that autistic community and and trying to be inclusive of them. So it may have just been Brandy's thing within the company. And once she left, everybody was like, "Eh, whatever. Probably. Throw Sunny Kiss in the commercial. Yeah, not on on TV in a match, of course. No, no, that still didn't happen. (laughs) Still probably won't happen. Uh he got one dark match. Oh, no. To, to, he's probably going to be on TV this week because if there's one thing we've learned about Tony Khan, it's that when somebody calls him out for something, he goes, fuck, fuck, fuck. See, I, I'm yep. doing it now. It's I've It was always in the plans to do it. Tony, this week, I'll, I'll, I'll have a major announcement about why I didn't put him on TV. You want to talk about plans. This pay-per-view was announced... Four months ago. And most of these matches were booked in the past two weeks. You have one match, and that's the next one we're going to talk about, that was actually something that we have been planning and building to since the beginning, and that's John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Not even because it was supposed to be Punk versus Tanahashi. Well, yeah, that that is true. But at least this was this was one that they had talked about before, as sure, being like sure. Tanahashi and Moxie. He had called him out before and something. Something something they had falsely yes. promoted that didn't yeah. actually ever happen. Everything yeah. else on this card has just been thrown to fucking together, and it, and it's like this is a super show. This is something where it's like you should you should have in your mind the matches as soon as this became a, a possibility. This is like okay, we need to put this guy against this guy because they're on the similar to they're this guy against this you know this team against this team, and we've got none of that. Yeah, so, I mean for for whatever you want, people have talked about the Survivor Series and the brand supremacy, but they take the champions of the two shows and put them head to head. Right, that yep. makes sense. Like. At least, the, and yes, there's no, and people get on WWE so much for, oh, there's no stakes at Survivor Series. What the fuck are the stakes right. here? Brand supremacy. <laughs> That's what the fucking whole show yeah. is about. To be fair, you know, you mentioned the champ versus champ thing. If they did Scorpio Sky versus Will Ospreay, I would be down for that. More. Yeah, I'm there for exactly. It, 100%. You know, you've got Scorpio Sky, by the way, not on the fucking yeah. card. Right. I understand that CM Punk got hurt. And so that that threw a wrench into your plan. So you couldn't have like Jay White versus CM Punk or Okada versus CM Punk. You're definitely not getting a Okada anyways because it sounds like he doesn't want anything to fucking do with this. Um, but then you've got right. You could have had the Bucks versus United Empire, and and you don't have to put titles on the line. Like, how about the Bucks versus Gorillas of Destiny? Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, right? that would have been a great match. Yeah. That would have been fun. Uh, I don't think the Gorillas are in NG- NJPW anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they moved over to uh, oh, no, my. Impact, right? They were on there for a while, but I don't think they've okay. signed a deal. Uh, I think they're still gotcha. negotiating a deal okay. with somebody. 
I could be wrong on that, though. But that was the last thing I, I remember reading. I love NXT. I'm just going to say that. They're a great take team. I know I know. technically one of them is yes. Camacho. I know that. But <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to call him that if he comes back. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Um, yeah, man. Like like I said, I just... This, this, is, this is what I mean by, like, disappointing. Like, this should be, like, a big fucking deal. And you're like, well... This mostly they're this team is most likely gonna win because they're gonna win. Like Ocean Spray is gonna walk out as the champion because they're not putting the belt on Cassidy. Like, you know? Is, I, I know everybody's gonna make this a big fucking deal, but is there any fucking scenario in which anyone thinks that the interim AEW championship is going on Hiroshi Tanahashi? The only only way it would I could understand it. Are you going to have the balls to pick Tanahashi here, Sal? Wait, wait. Before I make my pick, I just want to say... It's a yes say, or no question. Are you going to have the I, balls I will to answer pick that Tanahashi? In a minute. I will answer that in a second. So no. I didn't say it, my answer yet. All I'm saying is that if you wanted... If you were dead set on doing Tanahashi versus CM Punk, which is where you were going before Punk got injured, then... Giving Tanahashi the interim championship sets up that match at All Out if Punk's healthy by All Out. That's all I'm saying. It also takes your champion off of your interim champion off TV until Punk's ready. Right, to come because because Tanahashi well, he's not staying, staying there, and so. plus the G1 Classic is coming up next month, and that is a month long right. tournament where those guys cannot leave Japan <laughs> because they are right. needed almost every day. So yeah, so you're not going to see. So I ask you again, Sal, are you gonna have the balls to pick Tanahashi? Nah, I don't think so. Nah, I go Mox. And that's the problem is the the people that are in the G1. Uh, well, there's Tanahashi. We talked about that. There's Great Okan, so probably not gonna win the ROH title because you're not gonna get those on there. There's Ishi, so he's probably not winning the Mid Atlantic Championship either because again. That title would just be gone. By the way, Tamatanga is part of the G1 Classic, so he is at least still... There's, they are still okay. working with him. They're probably not signed full-time. Maybe they signed but, a new deal, yeah. too. Who knows? They may have signed a new be, deal, for all I know. Either way... I know at one point they were yeah. talking. Either way, we're all picking John Moxley. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you think that's? Uh, do you think they do Moxley Punk at all out? because... I mean, assuming Punk's out. Of course, right? because... That's how, a good deal. We just talked about how shitty a choice Lesnar was. How shitty a choice is Moxley? Like we talked, I think we talked about it before. But this is these are those moments where you have an opportunity to elevate somebody completely new into that scene. Is it bad and, that I'm just grateful it's not Jericho? Well, yeah, but <laughs> but it, but why is Wardlow? it not you know MJF? Why is it not Wardlow? Why is it not? Ricky Starks. Lee, yeah. Why is it not any of those guys who it mm-hmm. could have been, who you could have used this as an opportunity to, well, holy shit, this guy's a main yeah. eventer now. And I remember, we had a, a fucking casino battle royale won by Kyle O'Reilly, who had to face John yeah. Moxley. Couldn't he? Because none of the other top five ranked contenders were even nope. in the match. Couldn't, couldn't even have, you know, Ricky Starks... In, in that match. Hey, how many pillars of AEW were in that match? By uh, let me check here. Dar- Darby Allen. Oh, Darby. Yeah. So one. 
Actually, how cool would that have been if it would have been Darby versus Tanahashi? Just throwing yeah, it. I don't like. Darby, Darby would have like won matches. the Bell Royal and Darby. I mean, I don't. Knocks. No, Darby doesn't yeah, want to be there. I don't like Darby on anyways. It Darby Allen can only do matches with big fucking. He's a spot monkey. He can only do big no, things. No, no, Darby Allen. Darby Allen is the new yeah. Jeff Hardy. I know they had the match a couple weeks ago, but that's what he is. He's he's the guy that you tune in to watch mm-hmm. the train wreck. He's the guy right. you watch in to see the car crash. And he's the guy who's going to be fucking <laughs> dependent. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. We have one last question because, again, it's a pay-per-view that's taking place this weekend, and we don't know if the top champion in New Japan will be there or not. Holy shit. Do we have to recap this shit next week? Oh, wait, I'm not here next week. So there you go. Sucks to be you, bitches. Enjoy, (laughs) Phil. Yeah, I'm not doing the show by myself, so. (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, he'll be here. Oh, I'm sure Adam. I'm, yeah, I'm sure Adam's gonna watch. For sure. The door. Will the IWGP Heavyweight Championship change hands? Adam likes to play with the Forbidden yes. Door all the time. Your choices are: yes, it will change hands. No, Jay White will retain, or it will not even be defended. Jay White will retain. Yeah, Jay White will retain probably against Hangman. Yeah. Uh, they're still talking about it being a triple threat, which is stupid. But yeah, I mean, you know, that, so that Adam Cole can take the pen. I thought the whole point of a joint pay-per-view would have been to do that Bullet Club versus Elite storyline. And they and I understand Kenny's hurt, but they just they didn't even fucking build to that. Like, All you had to do was have Moxie beat. How do we not get the Bucks versus the Gorillas of Destiny here? If the, if the Gorillas are under contract. I How said that earlier. Not, that's the obvious match. Why do you not just go there? I don't, care. I don't know. Stupid. Go ahead and hit submit on that, bitch. And, uh, yeah, next week you'll get to hear some of our hosts <laughs> talk about this. So tune in for that shit. All right. Now that that is uh, nice and submitted is... There anything else that we should cover before we head on home? Sal had he said he had some stuff. Um, I think Troy hit it on the head when he said that the the WWE is going through a lot of injuries right now, and it's 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 showing. The card is is suffering. Um, <sighs> Raw was just boring. It was just At least it didn't end with a pose down. Not this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it ended with Becky once again not qualifying for Money in the Bank. Nobody cares. Uh, I was actually looking forward to this Rhea versus Bianca match, but now apparently Rhea's hurt, so we get talk about not wanting to make a new star. Let's get Carmella versus Bianca for the 90th time. Oh, I instantly don't care about that match. Um, a question, and this occurred to me when I was watching Raw this week. Sure. There was a time, not too long ago, where you could have made the case that Becky Lynch was not only the biggest star in WWE, but the biggest star in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now she feels like a complete afterthought on the show. And even at her best, she doesn't feel like she's at that level. Like, they went out of their way to stop 
doing the whole the man thing and do this heel turn and create big time Becky and it just has set her so far back to me at least I never thought the heel turn really worked I thought it worked nicely as a surprise when she showed up last year at SummerSlam um but I Bianca think you, should have done the turn sure but I think you've gone down this dangerous road now where you're almost mirroring what's going on with Seth. Like, or what was going on with Seth Maybe a couple of months fun. ago. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love Becky's outfits yeah. these days. Sure. But I'm not going to, I'm not really buying it as she's losing her mind. I'm kind of figuring she's just going to get into money in the bank anyway. Okay. But that's the problem. <laughs> so, um, Seth and Riddle are still great, but. Like, AJ's now starting a fight with Miz, I think. I don't know. And somehow Champa's like, Miz is heavy. It's There's nothing that's really interesting on Raw. Bobby Lashley going for the United States title is not compelling to me. Well, doing the pose-off shit again is... And and that's another one. He was... And he didn't even get to use his favorite (laughs) pose. Right? Look at my brown eye. (laughs) (laughs) You know the most, you know the best part of Raw was this week, Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, yeah. and he's the best part the, of Raw most weeks. The Elias concert, which I thought was. Hilarious. And by the way, Bobby Lashley's favorite pose is called the yes, Forbidden Door. Right. So just. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the the Elias Ezekiel Kevin Owens thing. It's it's your classic comedy spot where Kevin Owens is you know playing the straight man, and the two of them guys are just being outlandish and. He has to just react to things. But nobody does this better yeah. than Kevin Owens. He's right. just he he is the king of taking chicken mm. shit and turning it into chicken salad yeah. in his company. Yeah. He makes it really he is. makes it funny. He makes it entertaining. And I can't wait till next week when we get Elro. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh my gosh. I had I, there was a part of me where it was just like I was like, oh man, if he shows up and it's before they, they shaved him down and they actually thought about this, I'm like, I will take back a lot of the things. But no, they just put a terrible, sh- shitty beard on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> which I kind of was more endearing to the thing anyways, with it being so so clearly, right. obviously, a fake beard. Um, Yeah. But the again, there's a, there's that production of them making that look really good of the the only way that could have been better is if when Elias hits that knee lift right. <laughs> that was the only thing I was thinking about I was like they can't have him wrestle because that, that beard will fall right. off there's no way that's staying on the entire time if he's doing a wrestling match right. but maybe that's what they do you know to kind of like finally put it to bed is have him wrestle and the beard falls off I don't know but yeah, I, like I said, it, it, Kevin <laughs> continues to be great. You know, it's the reason why the dude's my favorite. And he's, I wish that he could get into a title program again because he definitely is deserving of, of more acclimates or uh, of accomplishments. But, you know, it, he's doing great. You know what, though? You never know because some guys get hot and cold at different times. And I'll give you an example. Seth feels like someone who can legit wit legit win money in the bank and could legit cash in right. successfully. And I think at any given point, Owens could be that guy too. Oh, depending sure. on His story arcs. Kevin, you know? Kevin can do whatever they need him to do, which, which is why they keep him around. And which is why, you know, they, they pay him a fucking shit ton of money because they know, Hey, 
You, we know what you're going to do out there, man. Now, we are forced to have Bianca versus Carmella on the Raw side. But then the SmackDown side, we are... This was planned. Ronda versus Natalia? Well... This seems like a waste for me for Ronda Rousey. Well, you got to remember that Ronda versus Natalia is is something that they know they can have a good match with each other. And it's, okay. it's, it's going to be a good showing. And... Natalia is the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. You know, she's. Well, I don't, I don't give a shit when Dolph gets well, yeah. title matches that he's but, not. But, <laughs> but it's, it's something. And remember, the talk of the night is not going to be about those title matches. It's going to be about whoever wins the women's Money in the Bank. So yes. that's so, so you can have those kinds of matches. I don't, I don't like it. I think that you, you still could have a better match, but. You can kind of get away with it because of the fact that you've got the women's money in the bank, which is going to be the more important deal out of it. So, yeah, I don't like it. Anytime Natalia gets put on a pay-per-view, I don't like it. But, you know, and Carmella is fastly becoming that same thing to me, too, where it's anytime she's on a pay-per-view, I'm just like, ugh. But, you know. Anything else, though? Uh, the only other thing I had was um, it's difficult for me to buy the Street Profits as a legitimate challenger for the Unified Tag Team Championships because, I don't know, we've seen them fight the Usos a bunch of times before, and it just doesn't feel like all of a sudden now they're going to win the tag titles. It's they're in a position right now where no team feels like they can take those belts off at the same, same way that nobody feels like they can take the belt off a Roman, you know? Yep. And, and, you know, that's, that's to the detriment, obviously, but you know, somebody will, and they'll have to do, they'll, they'll have, they'll have to do one of those situations where they got to rebuild the belts back up after they get taken off the USOs, because it is going to feel like a downgrade for whoever takes them off of them, you know? And mm-hmm. same thing with Roman. Like, whoever takes that belt off of him, it's going to feel a bit like a downer. But they did the same thing. Chris Jericho won the, the unified belts, and it felt like a downgrade at first because he took it off of The Rock and Triple H, but they built him up after that and returned it to its glory kind of thing. So, But, the, but they have to yeah. do that. And, you know, just having it be where... You know, somebody takes it off of him and then goes and faces some other shithead or whatever like that. No, you gotta, you, you have to put the time into it. And I don't know that they will. So, but yeah. All right. I think Jason died. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us uh, on this episode. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to Sal. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Jason. Thank you. Jason, why don't you send us on home? I guess that means we will run your ass down next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. 
Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.